take my hand. I carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then we don't need them. And these roads are never easy. Put my city on the map. For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back. Like, you can take my hand. I carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. I love that sound. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We are back. Shot Callers crew is in the building. Uh, we are literally weeks away. Uh, from the start restart of the NBA season, um, I got my boys with me. Uh, if, looking at the Zoom call, he is to my right. It is Tim Daniel, and don't put Derek put an S on the end of Daniel off this mug. My man Tim Daniel, what's up, my brother? What's up, buddy? Excited to do this episode with you guys. Uh, as you can see by our backgrounds, we have a certain topic tonight, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely, and to my bottom. My ace buku, my number one, my man with the plan, never uh, always on top of his game, Joshua Odellis, Varellis, Montellis, Anzellis. Shout out to Vince Carter, Orellis, Hayes. What's up, my brother? <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? How we doing? I'm, I'm just happy to, to be here. You know, we, we've all been, um, you know, kind of quarantine during this, uh, this pandemic type thing. And, you know, anytime we can get together and, uh, you know, talk basketball, I'm always excited. So especially having you two here with me, you know, we get to cut it up, chop it up, get to talk, you know, what we love to talk about the best. So like, I'm already ready to get it started. My question yeah, is, um, is Josh recording from a cave tonight? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? He's got, <laughs> he's got a little, little cave look, little cave look. Um, but as you guys can tell by our backgrounds, this is Shot Caller's Ode doo, 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 to our man, half man, half amazing, Mr. Air Canada, Mr. Slam Dunk Contest, Vince Carter. This is our ode to Vince Carter. As you all know, Vince Carter recently announced his retirement after 22 seasons. Tim, how many different teams did he play for? Too many. <laughs> so after 22 years in the league, four decades. Eight teams, by the way. Eight teams. He touched four decades. Vince Carter has finally called it a career. Um, and we, as the Shot Callers crew, wanted to pay a tribute to him. Um, uh, we are all fans of Vince Carter. Um, to me, he is a guy who uh, – his slam dunk contest to me was something uh, that was historic. Um, if you're an NBA guy, you know what he did in that slam dunk contest. Um, his years uh, in Toronto made that city. Um, it, 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 you know, they named the state. I mean, Air Canada. I mean, you can say whatever it is about the blah, blah, blah. Air Canada was an ode to Vince, named, named for Vince and all the amazing things he did up there. Um, he went on to New Jersey and have made it to the finals with Orlando. So, I mean, Vince Carter had a stellar career. Um, I got it written down here, twenty over 25,000 points, played over 46,000 minutes, uh, and made it uh, – he's an eight-time All-Star. He was a rookie of the year, all-rookie team, um, and just an all-around great player. Um, I know that we are going to talk about what Vince Carter meant to us and what Vince Carter, uh, how he was special to us. And we've all got a list of things um, that we loved about Vince Carter. 
my some of my fondest memories of Vince Carter, and and this is going to seem weird because you know he had a stellar career um, in Toronto, uh, but I think once he linked up in New Jersey with Jason Kidd uh, and, and those guys there, that team to me was one of the more funner teams to watch. Uh, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, they were just – to me, that was one of the more funner teams to watch. Well, that I mean, was his final team. Their, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the so that was the team yeah. that lost to the Spurs, yeah. The Spurs they also the lost to the Lakers. <laughs> he wasn't on that team, though. They yeah. got drugged by the Lakers, though. I, I know he yeah, wasn't he on missed, the team. Um, yeah. Ben, I wanted to add real quick, um, with Vince coming back for this last season, I know it got cut short with uh, the quarantine and the pandemic and all that. He is has, is officially the longest tenured player in the history of the NBA. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, to to be able to stay that longevity, um, and I know that we had talked about this before we started recording. His last All Star year was oh six oh seven, but his longevity and his effectiveness in the league, I thought, lasted way longer than that. He may not have been an All Star, uh, but he was always a contributor. Um, he was a guy that that became one of the elder statesmen um, in the league. Was able to mentor a ton of different players on a ton of different teams, um, and and towards the end of his career, he started to recognize that and understood that. And I mean, and he would pull out some vintage uh, Vince Carter. Uh, he would pull out some vintage games from time to time. Um, even as he got older, you'd be like, oh man, like I remember one time watching him uh, with Atlanta. And, like, he did some kind of weird move and dunked. They're like, oh, my God, Vince Carter, yeah. Vince, Vince, Vince Carter. You're like, I'm like, it's just a dunk. I'm like, but you don't think about it. He's 21, 22 years in the league. I guess people aren't expecting that. But, I mean, he, he was still able to do some amazing things. Um, yeah, I remember that year he played with Sacramento. Uh, there was a game that they were playing. It was, like, the season opener. They were playing Minnesota, I think. It was early in the season. And there was this clip today like, that uh, was highlighted, I think, by Slam. And it's him guarding Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins can't get anything on him. Yeah. I think just last yeah. year he had a game where he outdoled LeBron. Like, they both had, like, 30 points against each other. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was crazy to watch him play, um, even as the years went on. Um, and, and, and like he said, he wasn't an all-star toward, you know, the better part of his back half of his career. But to be able to watch him still be able to – it almost, like, turn it on when he wanted to. Like you know, he wasn't he wasn't where he used to be, but he could have flashes and glimpses of that old Vince Carter. Um, and the and the young people today don't realize. All right, Chris Broussard. Good. <laughs> don't really realize how good that dude was. <laughs> uh, Vince Carter, yeah, he was absolutely um, spectacular in his Toronto years. Um, and that New Jersey team is one of the teams that I remember, for me personally, as being one of the more fun teams uh, with Jason Kidd, uh, Kenyon Martin, uh, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, uh, all those young studs, man, uh, getting up and down the floor and doing some amazing things. That was a fun team to watch. Ben, you know, you know, one of the things that I think allowed him to stay in the league for so long, and you see this with a lot of players, you know, as they start to lose their legs a little bit. I mean, we're, we're probably going to talk here soon about how he impacted the game from like all the just flamboyant dunks that he had, um, mm -hmm. which is why he was called Air Canada and Half Man, Half Amazing and 
mm-hmm. you know, all the nicknames that he had. But um, as he got older, he developed into quite a decent three-point shooter, which is mm-hmm. how you stay in the league. Um, so I was doing some some research, and I found out that the average um, over the course of the last, I don't know, 20 years, the average three-point percentage is 35% as, as an mm-hmm. entire league. Vince Carter shot 37% from three for his entire career. So he's above average three-point shooter, you know, based mm-hmm. off of what the league percentage is. Um, he, was, he was not very good at shooting the mid-range shot, but, you know, a lot of his, a lot of his baskets were dunks or threes. Right. I mean, so, um, you know, mm-hmm. he was very good at both of those. So that's what, what was able to keep him in the league for a while. And I can, I can definitely remember some big-time games that he had coming off the bench with Atlanta even. Uh, last year, you know, he yeah. hit like six threes in a game, and that was kind of his forte. You know, he'd come in, get hot, and then you'd see that little flash of him every now and then, catch a oop or, mm-hmm. you know, breakaway dunk, and you got to kind of see that vintage Vince. But, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, as players get older, um, that, that's, that's the one thing that they kind of revert to is uh, learning how to shoot that long ball. Yeah. So I got some funny Vince did bits about his draft. So this was in the 98 draft. He was the fifth pick. Anyone remember who the first pick was in that draft? The 98 draft? Yeah. Um, man, that, that's like way back, man. I'm going to give you a clue. It's a really bad pick by the Clippers. Ola Candy? Candy? So the draft order went Michael Lucandy, Mike Bibby, Rafe LaFrance, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, Robert Tractor Chaler, Jason Williams, Larry Hughes, Dirk, and Paul Pierce. So that was the top 10. Wow. Vince is all-time the leader in his draft class in minutes and games played by 19 mm-hmm. over Dirk. But here's the funny thing. So he's all-time in games played, you know, which that makes sense. He is second all-time in minutes played for a game in his, in his draft class behind Dirk by 5,001 minutes. Does that include playoff minutes? No, this is just regular season. Regular season. He's, he's behind Dirk by 5,000 minutes? Yeah. He's third, he's third in his draft class in points behind Dirk and Pierce. Yeah. He's second in assists behind Mike Bibby. And his field goal percentage is very low for this draft class. <laughs> wow, that's, cr- that's crazy. Uh, I, I, yeah, that, that, but that's a very good class to be a part of. Though. I, mean, that, I mean, any class you're in with, with, with you know, Dirk Nowitzki, which – it's crazy to think of the long, long longevity of both of those players from the same draft. I mean, oh, yeah. Dirk got tw- Dirk got twenty, right? Like he was he finished with twenty years, right? There's a lot of guys in this draft that 20, played a 21. long time. Yeah, Dirk got yeah, twenty one. Dirk at twenty one. I mean that. that Paul, Pierce, you got um. He was a. He was I didn't a even 14, th- Bibby, year guy, right? I didn't know Bibby played Bibby played fourteen years. Yeah, you got Jameson with sixteen. Uh, Jason Williams, 12, Larry Hughes, 13, Dirk, 21, Pierce, 19. Pierce got uh, 19? Yeah. 19. And then you go oh, way Candy down. with nine. You go way down the list. Um, Al Harrington had 16. Nazi yeah. Muhammad had 18. What? Nazi yeah, Muhammad Richard Lewis is in this draft. Richard Lewis had 16 years in the league. He had 16, yeah. I knew that. Nazi Muhammad got 18 years? Guys, Ruben Patterson got ten. Ruben Patterson, Katino Mobley. Wow. I mean, there were some. 
Rafer Austin. There are some Rafer. He got some, game. There's some longevity in that in that class. Yeah. Wow. The two that shocked me though are Pierce and Pierce got nineteen. I didn't realize he got nineteen. I did not realize that at all. I mean, like this that post Boston run, like no one really remembers it as they shouldn't. But yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, maybe that's that year with the Wizards. He was I decent. Tried. I shouldn't say that he was pretty decent that year with the Wizards. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that that's crazy. That's crazy. Longevity and Vince outlasted them all. Yeah, but not by minutes. <laughs> but not by minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Five thousand and one minutes to be exact is so funny to me. Wow. Hmm. That is very interesting. That is very interesting. So as as yeah, we look so, back here, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, uh, nothing. I was just gonna say, um, you know, the 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 fact that now Vince Carter can say he's the longest tenured player in the history of the NBA, um, there's a guy that's creeping up on him that could possibly break that. Um you know, playing five more years in the league. And uh, I, based off of his, uh, his health, I, 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 I mean, it could or could not happen, depending on what was to go. But just to say you're the longest tenure player, I mean, before him, it was probably what, like Robert Parrish or Kareem or somebody like that, that played yeah. you know, 21 years or Dirks at 21 years. I mean, so there are some guys, that, it's almost like he purposely tried to play that extra year just to say that. Like, hey, I'm the longest tenure player. And uh, the crazy part is, is Vince is – he's our age. You know, I think Vince, yeah. Vince and I were born in the same year. So, yeah. uh, imagine imagine if he doesn't spend three years in North Carolina and he comes in early. Like, he could have possibly played for 25 years. Yeah. So, Josh, you're, yeah, Josh, you were right. Robert Parrish is second. You'll, third is, like, off the wall. But, I mean, he did play forever. It's Kevin Willis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Kareem yeah. was sixth. Kareem and Kobe both played 20 years. Man, Kareem, Kareem scored all them points in 20 years? Yeah, man. In, like, three of those years, he was basically playing on, like, one leg. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So, so Ben, since you, since you were the one that, um, you know, came up with this idea, and we all jumped on it when you said it, um, I guess let's start with you. And you tell us your favorite Vince Carter moment. Ooh. Uh, I, I, to me, it has to be that slam dunk contest. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not the dunks, which his, dump, his dunks were amazing. I mean, nobody can deny his dunks were some of the best dunks we've ever seen in a dunk contest, period. Bar none, hands down. It wasn't that. Um, it was the fact that the league was kind of in a law. Um, you know, you're ending the Jordan era. The Jordan era is ending. The LeBron era hasn't started yet. So you're kind of in the middle there. Um, you're starting to see the emergence of Kobe. Uh, Shaq, of course, is dominant. You have young studs like Penny Hardaway. Um, but the league is still in the Jordan kind of law and kind of hangover. Uh, of his retirement. Now, remember, we also we also just came out of a strike season, too. Yeah. So, 99 was a strike-shortened year. Um, so, so, you come out of all of that, uh, and here you are, 
turn of the century, Y2K. Um, it, it's a big moment for the NBA. So not only not only do they need to put on a show because they're trying to get fans back, um, but the All-Star game in itself had hit a lull. Uh, the slam dunk contest had hit a lull a little bit. And Vince comes in and just electrifies everybody. I mean, he is just phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal in that dunk contest. Um, does anybody else remember who else was in the dunk contest? Tracy McGrady. With Tracy McGrady. So you got two young studs uh, out doing one another. And Vince, I mean, who all remembers that call from Kenny Smith? Let's go home. It's over. It's all. I mean, it's iconic. It's an iconic from, call. Hey, and it was it was from the very first dunk. Yeah. Yeah, from the very first dunk. It was he didn't I, miss it a was dunk. I, no, not a, not a single one. It was iconic dunks with iconic calls. You had Shaq sitting over there on the on the side with the Shaq shoe phone. The camcorder. He's, he's camcorders, big old camcorder recording everything. I mean, that whole movement, that whole scene, and that ambiance of that, man, to me, to me, got fans back into the NBA. They started so Ben. They got some young studs and some players that can do some things. And do you and remember kind of set it off? Do you remember what his first dunk was? Hold on, it was the uh, was his it was, was his the between the legs? Was that the first one? The one no, that, that wasn't no. The first one was the his very first dunk. He did that freaking reverse three sixty. The reverse three sixty. Yes. The verse three sixty windmill was, and, and it was, a, and it was like an inverted three sixty. It was like the yeah, because he way. went, like he went backwards. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Re- he went I, completely backwards. I remember Shaq's face. I remember Shaq's yeah. face when he made that dunk, and he just stood up and he was like, "Yeah." And, and on top of that, dude, like, like he was so high in the air, and he threw it down with such like vigor. Like, he was just mad at the world that anybody would think that they could out-dunk him. I mean, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal dunk. I mean, the 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 between-the-legs one that Tim has pictured up there, that was dope. I like the one where he stuck his freaking elbow in the the rim. I mean, to get that high to have your elbow hang in the rim like that is just – I mean, it was just amazing. All of his dunks were just – So, in that that contest, his second dunk – um, he had threw like a bounce pass from behind the backboard. You remember that one? And he yep. only scored a he only scored a forty eight on it. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Smith was the one that actually didn't give him a ten, which caused him yeah. he gave him an eight. And he said because the first dunk was so crazy that he yeah. was like he couldn't top it. And then he topped right. it. <laughs> he right. Topped it a couple dunks later. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so, oh I my mean, lord. I mean, just but. But for me, that that's my that's my top Vince Carter moment. Not only for the fact of his performance, but what it did for the league at that time, um, and getting out of kind of getting out of that Jordan uh, hangover and bringing the league kind of back out after the strike and all those other things that happened. Uh, Josh, what about you, man? What, what what's what's one of your favorite Vince Carter moments, or one of your your top moments? Um, I'm actually going to go. Um, right after that with you um, was, if you remember, that dunk was in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So um, in the year 2000, was that the Lakers that won the championship that year? Yep. They went back to back to back. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that year, you go to the Olympics. And uh, Vince has probably what everybody pretty much considers the greatest dunk in the history of basketball. And so this yeah. is after all the hoopla of, you know, Vince Sanity has already started. Like you said, he had already set the world on storm, you know, on fire with the dunk contest. He was, and there were tons of dunks that year uh, that he had. And I actually wrote down my top 10 favorite Vince Carter dunks and probably six or seven of the top 10 were his rookie year before that dunk contest. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you remember in that game, you know, the U.S. was, they weren't really winning by a lot you know, by our standards, um, it was like 15 points or something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. we had just, we had just scored, uh, or, or we had just scored a basket and, uh, it was in the second half and, you know, the other team, I think we were playing France and they had tried to, um, get the ball up the floor real fast and Vince stole the ball around half court and he took a couple dribbles in and, uh, Remember, the guy that was standing there, and I'm actually going to go into uh, a little bit of some uh, insight of a lot of people don't know who he is. Um, Frederick Weiss was his name, was standing in the lane, seven foot two. You know, uh, that the year before, he was the number one pick of the New York Knicks. Uh, he got drafted. Oh, no, really? He got drafted 15th in that draft. Uh, Vince Carter sized him up and decided he was going to take a run at him and try to dunk on him. And I think Vince had so much adrenaline in that dunk, he literally cleared him and jumped over him, scissored him, <laughs> head, everything. He didn't, he didn't knock him down. I think dude was trying to take a charge. But Vince jumped yeah. him and dunked. And then Vince was so hyped, I remember Kevin Garnett coming over trying to, like, give him a high five. Oh, yeah. Vince almost, Vince almost knocked him out, like, with a punch. Oh, yeah. He was, like, punching at the air. Um, I remember watching the Olympics that day and just getting so hyped when Vince made that dunk. I was like, oh, my oh, yeah. freaking goodness. Like, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, that did not just happen. So, oh, yeah. So, Frederick Weiss, uh, you know, he was a pretty decent player in France. Uh, got drafted by the Knicks. Uh, little fun fact. Uh, so, he got drafted by the Knicks. He never played a minute in the NBA. Nope. Not one minute. Mm-mm. Um, I remember watching that draft and the Knicks booing the mess out of the Knicks picking that draft pick. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Uh, the very next pick, the Chicago Bulls selected Ron Artest. Now, if you remember, Ron St. Artest was a, New York, was a New York boy oh, from St. John's. They yeah, wanted he, yeah. The Knicks wanted Ron Artest. You know, he's a Brooklyn kid. You know, he kind of fits the New York mold. And the, net, and the Knicks passed on him. And probably one of the worst things the Knicks ever did in the history of their franchise was passing up on Ron Artest. I mean, we all know who Ron Artest ended up becoming in the long run. You know, he may have changed his name to Metal World Peace. And, you know, he played for a bunch of different teams. Oddly enough, like, he he got drafted by the Bulls and, like, two years later ended up playing for Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, but yeah, so. uh, For the Knicks at the end of his career. He did play for the Knicks for one year towards the end of his career. Um, but apparently uh, Frederick Weiss's agent actually was like part owner of the team that he played for, like over in the European league and kind mm-hmm. of advised against him playing in the NBA. So like he stepped foot on the court and played in like a couple summer league games and then never played in the NBA. 
And I almost was thinking, like, after Vince dunked on them, I think that dunk kind of changed his mind about wanting to come over to this league because he's probably like, boy, oh, yeah. if, uh, if they got guys <laughs> over there like that, he's like, I don't want no piece of that. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to head out, man. I'm going to head out. And I think that, that – I, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, Josh. I definitely agree with that because I, I think that – But uh, that <laughs> – Anytime you get – anytime you get jumped over – as a seven foot two guy, has got to change your perspective just a little bit. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this NBA. Thing. I think he probably saw like Sean Bradley highlights and was like, uh, "I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know." This ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to piggyback off you guys, I'm gonna go not necessarily an individual moment. I'm gonna go an individual game. 2001 Eastern Conference Finals. They're playing the Sixers. Uh, game mm. six, Vince. So, obviously, you know, the Sixers win that series. They go on to play the Lakers in the 2001 championship. They're the only team in, this, in, this, in the playoffs to get a win over the Lakers in a game. But Vince, in game six, goes against the NBA MVP, Allen Iverson. Iverson, in that game, has his worst game of, like, the whole year. He shoots six of 24. He's one of seven from three. The only way he's getting buckets is at the free throw line. He had 20 points still, but he was, you know, not good. Vince, on the other end, played 43 minutes. In 12 seconds, he was 17 of 31 from the field, four of eight from three, and had 39 points, giving Toronto their biggest win they had in franchise history at the time. Mm-hmm. And at so, the time. yes, at the time, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. So that game was like, you know, a huge one for him. The only guy he had rolling with him at that point was Mo Pete. Mo Pete was seven of 11 from the floor in that game. They got one bucket the whole game from their bench. You guys want to take a wild guess who it was? Is I'll give you a clue. Ooh. He played for North Carolina. Stackhouse? No. Uh, hold on. Who's the other one? Was he a, um, was, was he a it big? It was a guard. It was a guard. It was a big. He was a big. It was a big. Uh, like Ostertag, or, or not Ostertag. Um, Montross. Yep. There you go. That's what I was thinking about. Montross. Man. Eric Montross <laughs> played one minute and 51 seconds in that game and had the only bucket for the, for the Raptors bench that whole game. Wow. Wow. Hold on. So is is that the game where Vince Carter went to his college graduation? Yes. Yes. And came back and they were all like, you shouldn't do that. You don't need to bleed. And then he came back and put up like 30 balled out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember that story because people were really upset that he chose to go to his college graduation earlier that day while they're in the playoffs. Isn't it crazy to think about people were mad about him going to graduation and then you had in the nineties, you had Jordan and Robin going to Vegas just on random <laughs> yeah. trips, at, at and then Atlantic coming back City. and playing in, playing in the finals. And people were mad about this guy going to his, his college graduation. <laughs> <laughs> what weird perspective, you know what I mean? Like here's, hey, here uh, he is, quick. he graduated from the University of North Carolina to get his degree, goes to the ceremony, and people were mad about it. And nobody's mad about Dennis Robin waking up in a hotel with strippers and hookers and going to play in the finals or going to a wrestling. The NWO comes out. Nobody's Hitting somebody with that. a chair. Hitting somebody, yeah. Like, like perspective. It's so nuts. That is so crazy. Hey, quick, quick fun fact. Um, in the year 1999, I moved to Daytona Beach, Florida. And mm-hmm. – uh, Vince Carter is actually from Daytona Beach, played at Mainland High School. Florida Mr. Basketball. And, um, 
Yes. And uh, I will tell you, um, I was taken to the high school where he played. They have a, they have a pretty decent sized statue of him outside. But uh, when I was down there, the amount of stories that people would tell about him in high school was insane. Um, there's not a lot of video footage out there. Um, you can find some if you search it, but like him in like high school dunk contest, um, they said was absolutely like off the rocker, like stuff that he could do in high school. Oh, I could imagine. I could imagine. Like, like I think about that sometimes because I, you know, I played high school basketball. Like, I think about that sometimes. Like, just think of a Vince Carter in the ninth region. Like, <laughs> I mean, for those for those of you that don't know, we live we live in Kentucky, and we go by regions. In the ninth region, I don't believe we. I mean, we produced some Division One athlete basketball wise, but I wouldn't say we've had anybody to the caliber of like Vince Carter. But no, I, not like, even close. I, no, like I think about that, like. These like Zion Williamson. What if Zion Williamson played for Connor? Like, <laughs> I got like what the heck? Like we we never get athletes like that, even though we're near close to our schools. Uh, I just couldn't imagine that going on or, or seeing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you you saying that Josh about Vince Carter in high school or or in slam dunk contest? Like I could I couldn't imagine going to a gym and being like, oh, yeah, that's Vince Carter. You know what I mean? We, we got to play I Vince mean, we, Carter tonight. Remember, remember <laughs> we, had a, we had a little bit of hype. We had a little bit of hype back in the early 2000s. Remember when uh, O.J. Mayo and Bill Walker yeah. um, chill. Played, played over yep. at, uh, in Cincinnati, and that was kind of um, a big deal. And right. then, uh, obviously, you know, we had um, one of our schools go play LeBron up in the state championship and beat them um, back yep. when LeBron was in high school. But – we still never saw anything like Vince Carter. <laughs> right. Yeah, not, not in the ninth region. Start where no. we played. It's no, nuts. no, 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 no. So, I'm guessing um, I had it wrong. Uh, I'm guessing Vince actually did not play in the finals for the Nets. So, all the Vince people, I apologize. <laughs> hold, on, who, hold on. He played in the finals, though, didn't he? I'm trying to see if he was on that Magic team. Because the Magic were in the finals was, in 2009. I think he was on that Magic team. I, I I believe. Oh nine was his last year with the Nets. He okay. came the year after. So Vince was the guy that always came the year after. He did. He yeah. sure did. Because the Nets played the Spurs and the Lakers. He didn't play the next year. Then they didn't go the next year. And then because uh, yeah, the next year was who did he go to after the after Orlando? Phoenix. Phoenix. He was traded like... for Marcin Gortat. Oh gosh. Wow. Oh. Please. Yeah, he never played in the finals. That's crazy. He did make it the one conference final ch- t- or finals in 2009-2010. Yeah, and he made it in the one we just talked about, too, in 01. Right, in 01. Yeah, I mean, he was huge wow. for those Memphis teams. We haven't even touched on, like, those Memphis teams of that, like, grit and grind era. Oh, yeah. He was huge for those teams, like. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He He had really big games for them, too, like. Like he had those vintage Vince Carter games, um, and he really fit a role down there for them. He did a really good job in, in that in that sense of fitting a role of what they needed. Um, he came off the bench for them, didn't he? He did, yeah, because they yeah. had Tony Allen, yeah. Tony Zebo. Allen, and Conley, and Zebo, and yeah. Gasol. 
They yeah, were nice. He was, he was their bench guy, and he 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 was their spark off the bench. He did a really good job uh, in that in those in those Memphis years for sure. That's crazy to think about. Like he said, dude, he's he was played forty so playing twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, like he's played so long, man. Like you, like you just think about all the spots he's been in and all the games he's played in and and all the relative basketball relevant basketball he's been able to play um i mean throughout his career and and playing in key spots i mean it's it's crazy to think about it's crazy to think about but yeah he's got tons of memories like i said he we talk about the olympic dunk slam dunk contest um, all the guys he posterized, my gosh. I mean, Matumbo. He, I mean, the one he got on Matumbo I, was was just disgusting. Alonzo Morning, poor Alonzo Morning. I think he's on everybody's poster. But you know, he, <laughs> but he's the guy that's quoted as saying, like, if if you're a top defender, you've got to expect to be dunked on. Which I give yeah. him credit. I mean, he he went after it, and I mean, he got caught by everybody. But I mean, he yeah he. He had one in college too. Like I remember one. Like he got Tim Duncan one time. God. Yeah. Hey, man. there was there was man. one in college against Duke that he missed. It didn't count. Yeah, it was he missed. Oh, it was like that. Yes. Yeah. That, that might have been the greatest the dunk ever. Yeah, that would have been the greatest dunk in college history for sure. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I think he's the best fact, in-game dunker of all time. Yeah. Some I, fun I facts about that. Vince Carter, uh, Ben, since we were just talking. Uh, he played volleyball in high school and was uh, all-conference all player of the year. You don't say. He, he was also the head drum major in this band. I did know that. I <laughs> and know that. Um, yeah. not, only, not only did he play the drums, he played the saxophone. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and he was baritone. And he had a music scholarship to Bethune-Cookman, which is also in Daytona Beach. Oh, but wow. I did not he know des- he had a scholarship. He decided to go play basketball instead. I don't know why he did that. I mean, a full Me ride either. between Cookman for bad music. I mean, his no, basketball didn't work. take him any. I guess say basketball didn't take him anywhere. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, could you imagine him on your front line playing volleyball? <laughs> oh, no. Dude, that, there's the, I mean, Guys like that, like just his athletic ability, I mean, just dominate. Just absolutely would dominate. You couldn't hit it over him, and you couldn't get high enough to block his swing. So, I mean, you're just eating balls left and right. Like, it, it would it would be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible. But I didn't, I didn't know he played high school volleyball. That's pretty good. I didn't dope. know that either. I, I, just watched, I watched the Carter effect and the doc that uh, Uninterrupted did. It's yeah. super good. Like it, it goes into a lot of stuff, but I don't remember seeing that on there. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I watched that. I watched that with Isaac, um, and that's how he got his purple Raptors jersey because he wanted a Vince Carter jersey. Because he watched, we watched the Carter effect, and he was, he was pretty enthralled by Vince Carter. He he um, he thoroughly is enjoyed it, it. Is it safe to say he'll get into the Hall of Fame? I think so. Two time All NBA, yeah. seven All Stars. Yeah. Rookie of the year, all rookie team. Yeah, I mean, like we said, forty six thousand career points. Uh, you know. Well, that's a, that's a lot. Dang. Yeah. Or no, my bad. Forty six thousand career minutes. My bad. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like <laughs> 20, 25. He played 25, a long time. He didn't play that long. Yeah. Yeah. 
25,000 career points, 46,000 minutes. Uh, Yeah, every, I mean, over 1,500 career games played. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that he is a shoe and not, not only just for his basketball um, prowess, but like I said, culturally, he was, he was an icon for a generation um, of guys that played. I mean, not saying that he was Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that, but as far as his athletic ability, the things he was able to do on the court, the slam dunk contest, um, uh, the uh, you know all the things that he was able to do, he w- people remember him as a cultural figure from that time. So yeah, I, I think his impact on the game um, and 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 how he played, um, I yeah, I, I can see him not being a Hall of Famer. Well, if we're gonna talk Vince Carter, we gotta talk one thing, guys. What's that, brother? The Nike Shocks BB fours. Uh, <laughs> the heaviest oh, basketball shoe of all time. <laughs> oh man! All right, listen now, you guys know I'm not a shoe guy. You guys, right. you guys, I I don't know anything about those. I'm not. I am not a shoe guy. Um, are are they? I do. Are they pretty, I definitely are they do. Pretty clunky. <laughs> yeah, they were so heavy. <laughs> they weren't comfortable at all either. No, Nike shocks never were comfortable. I don't understand why people love no. them so much. Yeah. I did have one pair of shocks in my life, and I did not find them comfortable at all. And they were just regular, like just walk, like running, run, walk shoes, and they they were not comfortable. Like they, they were not looked, comfortable at all. They look cool. Like when he would wear them in games, they looked cool. But they, yeah, they were like, no, they were. Yeah, they were they were hurtful for sure. Um, yeah, this is uh, actually supposed to be the guy that brought Puma basketball back. I was gonna say his rookie year time with Puma. Yeah. If, real quick, yeah. if we if we if Vince decided to cut his career short, so let's say he played, you know, his twelve years with the Raptors and the Nets, mm-hmm. and then he had what two years with Orlando, mm-hmm. so that's what fourteen years, and then a the year mm-hmm. with Phoenix. If you cut the rest of those years out, you know, Vince is a twenty-plus point per game scorer for his career. Yeah, you yeah. know, obviously those last years brought his average down, but he wanted to play ball. So, you know, I've always been a person that you you have to take out. Like I always say, you got to look at the time of his career. Like, got to take out mm-hmm. sometimes maybe their first year, um, and you really got to look at when they were logging, you know, like NBA starter minutes or when they were actually logging like, consistent minutes, and look at that per thirty six or. Um, so you, know, you take that bulk of his career. So that first, I don't know what, 15 years, mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably put his career up against a lot of guys, man. I, I thought about that when I was looking I mean, somebody at somebody like a Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. When I Actually, was he's very similar that, to Allen but... Iverson. Yeah. He has a lot of yeah, similarities. Allen yeah. Iverson and Terry Porter are like just two biggest similarities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're yeah, talking I... – almost 24 points a game in Toronto, 24 points a game in New Jersey. I mean, that's big time mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, the first 14 years of his career, 14, 15 years of his career, are, are would stack up with any – with most what we would think Hall of Fame players would, would look like. Now, like we had talked about, the, the – back half of his career of course he became more of a role player 
um, and bench guy. But, you know, the first 14, 15 years, dude, like if you put up, like you said, Tim, you put up with an Allen Iverson, Terry Porter, those type of guys, like he's he is right there. He is right there. Yeah, I was expected at some point he'd play for the Spurs. I'm honestly shocked it never happened. It just seemed like he yeah. felt like he was going to be a Spur, you know? Like he had that like Spur mm-hmm. attitude, he had that Spur look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he he definitely is like a pop guy. Yeah. Um, you think about it, like you don't you don't really get a whole lot of interviews with Vince. Not great. He's great in the media, like he on on games, like he's great. Um, but like he was never like a big interview guy during his career. Never was like a real media talker. Um, I I remember some. I mean, I remember some. Um, me um, like. Nike campaigns and things like that that he did. Him and Richard Jefferson had an awesome commercial together. Yeah, like I remember him doing some of that stuff. But like I, I, I'm trying not to phrase it crazy, but like I don't remember him like you remember like a a, a Iverson. Like Iverson, you remember with the Reebok and his Reebok commercial. Jada Um, Kiss. He was yeah with Jada Kiss. It was a little bit. Like, I don't remember those type of things for Vince. Like, he had some commercials and things like that. Um, but I don't remember a whole lot of him doing a whole lot of other stuff like that. Um, he's He reminds me more of, like, on the Kawhi side, mm-hmm. where you know he's got, you know, he's got his shoe deals. He does, co- like, minimal commercials, but Kawhi's not a media guy. He's not a guy that's going to go out and do a whole bunch of interviews. Like that that's why to me it feels like he's like like you said would have fit perfectly in that Spurs mold. Um because he, he is just a you know, he just goes out and does goes about his business. Yeah, I think um and two, you kinda mentioned earlier, like now he does a lot he's like so he, there was a couple of years where he was do, doing commentary for Summer League and he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Just his insights, uh-huh. basketball IQ obviously. Mm-hmm. Um he does the winging it pod on the ringer network. That's a really good podcast. I really enjoyed listening to that. Um, I've only caught a couple episodes here and there, but I've enjoyed what I've heard. And then he's also the only person I'm pretty sure that started an NBA game and the next night did the color commentary. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I think he I did that with the Hawks so. last year. Yeah. I mean, from what I've, I mean, of course, from what I've seen, you know, when he's done spot duty here and there, like he's been, he's wonderful. I mean, of course, his basketball IQ, like you said, Tim, is second to none. Um, he knows the game. He's not far from the game. Um, I would love to see him. I don't know if I want to see him on – I'd more like to see him on, like, TNT. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of that like, during the offseason. I mean, during yeah, the, I would like to see, I would like. I like for him to stay TNT. Um, ESPN, to me, makes guys – I don't know. Like, it, like Paul Pierce? Do, yeah, like they just make them corny to me. Like I, I, I would love to see him be himself, be on like TNT. I feel like those guys are more genuine. Um, they're giving a little bit more reins to be themselves and not Paul Pierceish, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Vince would fit great into that role, um, uh, of being a commentator, being a studio guy, stuff like that. I think that he would fit fit great into that role for sure. So. Well, boys, you know, you know what I wish would have happened, um, too, because you guys know we've talked before. I'm a huge Jason Kidd fan. Um, yep. Jason Kidd never had 
uh, Kenyon Martin and Vince Carter at the same time. You know, could you imagine him if he had Jefferson, Carter, and Martin all running the floor with him at the same time? Because I think about that Nets team. So, you like we talked about, the, the year before, um, they played the Lakers in the finals. They got swept. And uh, mm-hmm. they were they were good and they were fun to watch. They were much more fun to watch when they got Vince Carter. Um, I thought him and Jefferson complimented each other well, along with Jason Kidd. And uh, I, was always, I always thought about back then, like, what if they would have still had Kenyon Martin before he went to Denver? And they ran a small lineup like that with those four guys and then, you know, had a big that could run the floor with them like a, like a DeAndre Jordan or, or something, mm-hmm. somebody like that. I was like, how much fun would that team been to watch something like that? That would have been crazy. That would have been absolutely crazy. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know, I mean, Jason Kidd used to just throw the ball up wherever. Oh, yeah. And, like, guys, <laughs> him, and Jeff- him and Jefferson would just go catch it out of nowhere. But oh, yeah. I just remember so many oops that Vince would catch one-handed and um, oh. just, I mean, just insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. So, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, that, like I said before, that Nets team was, was unbelievable to watch. It was so much fun. Um, and, and Vince Carter, you know, made that team so much better as far as um, uh, just his athletic ability and talent. So, um, gosh, what a fun episode about Vince Carter. Half man, half amazing. Vince Sanity. It's Vince over. Sanity. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. I mean, so many iconic moments uh, for Vince. Uh, Mr. Carter, if you will. Um, what an incredible career. 22 years in the league. Uh, eight different teams. Uh, so many accomplishments. Uh, it, it was cool to go over his career and kind of look at our highlights and what we loved about Vince Carter. Um, thank you, Mr. Tim Daniel, for joining us. Uh, Joshua Odellis Farellis, uh, it's great, great to see you all again. Um, make sure you check us out on socials at 48 Minutes NTWRK on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Share it with your friends. Give us a follow on the YouTube. Give us some likes on the YouTubes. Uh, also, if you download this on the Apple Podcast, five-star reviews. We love them. We appreciate them. Uh, we have, and we, we have 48 them. reviews now. 48 minutes says 48 reviews. Hey, let's get – we want to get We want to get over the 50 mark. Get on there. Give us a review. Come on, five-star, five baby. Let's stars. go. Five-star. We got to get it. We got to get it. We got to get it. The NBA season is starting back soon. You're going to see more of us, the money makers. You're going to see more of us in the building as we are coming live. From, I'm just kidding. We're not coming live from the bubble. But <laughs> live, <laughs> live, from, live from the bubble. Live from and the bubble be, in Orlando. <laughs> exactly. Was it you guys that um, were shot home, uh, DoorDash driver? Uh, I, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny if that was any of us. Um, hey, I, but yeah. I am I am going to Orlando Friday, and uh, so I may try to get myself over to the bubble. Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, any any means necessary, Josh. Any means necessary. You know what whatever I mean? it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, 
But once again, man, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, celebration of Vince Carter. Um, and look for us coming up in the coming weeks as the NBA season is going to have a restart. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight from the Shot Callers crew. We will see you when we see you. to do. He's walking away. He plays with this guy every day and he's in awe.